What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Founders Journal. I'm Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. And today's episode is a little bit different. I'm going to be telling you a story. It is a crazy story. It is a story that is still developing. It's a story that's only really been happening for the last 48 hours, but it kind of feels like 48 days. And I want to take you through why this story is so crazy and the lessons that I've learned so far. So let's hop into it. Let me give you the punchline and then explain what happened. Myself and seven of my best friends, including my wife, all of us graduates of the University of Michigan, are being sent to the college football national championship in Houston, Texas on Monday, January 8th. So if you're listening to this episode on the day that it is published, we are in Houston as you are listening to this waiting to go to the football game. Eight of us are being sent to this game. We'll be sitting in some of the best seats in the house at the 50-yard line. We'll be in these seats for free. We did not pay a dollar for these seats. The reason is HubSpot, a $27 billion publicly traded company that makes CRM and marketing software, they agreed to pay for our seats as a group. And in exchange, we are trying to make HubSpot go viral on social media, on national television, and ideally, the story of how we're going to be doing guerrilla marketing for the brand will get picked up by journalists. So that's what's happening. The crazy part of the story is kind of how this all unfolded. So I want to take you through the sequence of events that happened. And when I think there's an interesting learning that any entrepreneur can take away from the story, I'll make sure to stop and call it out. So where the story starts is about a week ago, Michigan was playing in the semifinals of the college football playoff. They were playing Alabama. And for the history of my fandom in Michigan football, which has been, say, for the last 12 to 13 years, Alabama has largely been considered an unbeatable team. And in general, even when Michigan football has been good, it's always been considered that like the SEC teams, whether it's Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, these teams in the SEC conference are just a different caliber of talent versus the Big Ten, Michigan's in the Big Ten. And so that's why it was so crazy that Michigan beat Alabama in overtime of the semifinals. And so when this happened, myself, my wife, my friends, we were going crazy, and we started scrambling to book the trip to Houston, which is where the finals of the college football playoff is, where Michigan will be playing Washington, who beat Texas in their semifinals. And so we're booking this trip, we book flights and hotels, and then we start thinking about tickets. And we go on StubHub, and the tickets for this game are crazy expensive. And I don't know what you would consider crazy expensive, but at the time when we were looking at these tickets, it was around $2,000 per ticket just to set foot in the stadium, to literally be in the worst seat in the house. And so what I thought to myself is like, damn, you know, ultimately, we're probably not going to want to spend more than $2,000 a ticket, so we're going to probably have crappy seats. And it's unfortunate because this is like the biggest sporting event of my life and a lot of my friends' lives because we have no idea when Michigan will be in the national championship again. And so I thought to myself, how cool would it be if we could figure out a way to sit 50-yard line for this game? And for those of you that aren't football fans, 50-yard line in the lower bowl, right, like in in the lower rows, are considered the best seats in the house. And so as I had that thought, 
I remembered something that I did six months ago. Six months ago, I did a ridiculous marketing stunt at a Brooklyn Nets game where I went to the Barclays Center and I went to a game, a basketball game with a friend of mine and he happens to have courtside seats. And so at the time, I was building a backyard game for fun. The backyard game was called The Plunge. It was uh, basically at home, safe axe throwing where you throw a plunger at a board and it sticks to the board. And so I used, having courtside seats at the Brooklyn Nets game to try and promote the plunge, the plunger game. And so what I did is I literally wore a black t-shirt to the Nets game with a QR code printed on my chest. That QR code, if people scanned it, would go to the plunge's website. And I shit you not, pun fully intended, I carried a plunger into the stadium and I held a plunger next to me the entire time I was at the game. And if I remember correctly, I want to say that my QR code got something like 50 scans when I was at the game, which is not a ton, but also more than I thought it was going to be. I assumed I was going to get zero. And so I remembered that experience and I thought to myself, maybe a brand will pay for me and my friends to do something similar at the national championship. And so with literally 30 seconds of thought, I fired a tweet off, basically seeing if a brand would pay for us to go to the game. And so I just want to read the tweet to you so you have a sense of what I said. So the tweet that I fired off right after I had this thought was, I have a proposition to any bold Fortune 500 CMO. If you buy 50-yard line seats at the NCAA National Championship for my eight friends, we will dress in whatever costume you want, do whatever you want when the camera is on us, and we will document the entire journey. The amount of media value will 100% exceed the cost of the tickets that you buy. And I am very much a content creator who probably could be more thoughtful with their content, but in general, when I have a thought, I tweet it out. That tweet ended up getting 537,000 views on Twitter. I think it got another 500,000 views on LinkedIn. And before I share what ended up happening, I just want to share the beauty of doing something like this. I believe there are so few examples in life where you can take riskless bets, meaning when you can do something that has a ton of asymmetric upside, meaning like something really cool could come out of the thing you're doing, but there is zero downside. And firing off a tweet like that or even firing off a cold email to a celebrity or a big investor or a company, whatever it may be, I think those are the few examples we have as professionals or as entrepreneurs for riskless bets. The, the worst case scenario that would happen from the post I just read to you is no one sees it, uh, it falls on deaf ears, and I go on with my day, and I end up buying tickets for this game. The best case scenario is what I'm about to describe to you. I put that tweet out, and for the first 30 minutes, there was some engagement on the post, but no actual interest from brands or from CMOs. But then the first brand showed up. The CEO of Dude Wipes, the butt wipes company, which is known for ridiculous social media and guerrilla marketing stunts, he commented on my LinkedIn post saying, this is right up our alley. And I quickly responded to his reply to me, and I said, if you pay for the tickets, we will dress as piles of shit. I was like half joking, but half serious if he was willing to pay. And so then I DM'd him to try and get the conversation going. This was super exciting to me because I wasn't expecting any brands to be interested. He followed up by asking me how much it would cost. I proceeded to go to StubHub, find eight seats together at the 50-yard line in you know the first 30 rows of the stadium. 
I shared that it would be like something like $35,000. He seemed to be totally cool with it. He said he would follow up with his marketing and creative team to see if they'd be interested. And I thought this was going to be a done deal. An hour later, the CEO of Dude Wipes followed up and it was a no-go. He basically said his creative team thought it was a really good idea, but they did not think there was enough time left until the game to actually put something together. So it was back to the drawing board. A few hours passed after this interaction with the Dude Wipe CEO, and I wasn't hearing anything. I assumed this wasn't happening. And I even started looking to buy tickets myself because it was kind of crickets in terms of other brands being interested. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. But then, basically all within a 30-minute period, messages started flowing in. First was a DM from the CMO of a $25 billion software company, then the head of brand at a $100 billion publicly traded commerce business reached out to me, then the CMO of a $6 billion public business reached out, then the EVP of marketing from one of the largest companies in the world reached out, and basically I went in 30 minutes from being let down and thinking my only lead for this to happen went away and assuming I was going to have to buy tickets to having five heads of marketing or brand from some of the largest companies in the world say they were interested. And basically inside I was like, what the fuck is happening? And so after going back and forth with all these people, I ended up closing a deal with the person who reached out first and moved the fastest. And that was HubSpot. And I mentioned it at the top, but for those of you that don't know, HubSpot is a $27 billion publicly traded CRM and marketing software company. I've been friends with their CMO, Kip Bodner, for a while. And I think this is a great example, but I've always been wildly impressed about how fast they move and how much cool stuff that they try despite being such a large company. And so, first of all, did not think this was going to happen, but somehow mission was accomplished in terms of getting these tickets. Other than, you know, making sure like to take riskless bets and shoot your shot. The other thing I would say here is this is kind of like the one-two punch of taking riskless bets. But as an entrepreneur, I, I actually saw someone tweet this the other day, which is like being willing to do things that are cringe and shameless is actually one of the biggest superpowers of an entrepreneur. Because when you're willing to do things that other people won't do because they have fear of embarrassment or rejection, it gives you the opportunity to make things happen that other people wouldn't be willing to. And so I would just say here, like the reason I consider this to be a riskless bet is because even if this completely flopped, I didn't care about how I would look or the embarrassment that I would feel because I would just keep taking at-bats. Like that's always my view as an entrepreneur is I'm just in this constant and continuous cycle of experimentation. And this is just one new experiment that I'm running as a founder. And so here we were, a tweet that I put out, DMs I received, ended up getting us to securing, let's call it 30 something thousand dollars worth of 50 yard line seats at probably the biggest sporting event of my life and my friend group's lives. But then the next question became, 
what the hell do we do now? Because on one hand, I was now incredibly motivated to make this a huge success for HubSpot and make sure their money was well spent. And by the way, I was confident from the beginning that we could get multiples of $30,000 in terms of earned media and impressions for the brand. And actually people think about using HubSpot now because they would consider them to be really innovative with their marketing as a huge company. But on the other hand, I didn't want to have to dress up in like a chicken costume and get kicked out of the stadium before I even walk in because that defeats the purpose because at the end of the day, I'm there to watch Michigan play football. And so then this got to the part of the story that was all about strategy and execution. After uh, the CMO of HubSpot told me that he was interested in doing this, I got looped in with a bunch of folks at the company. I got uh, looped in with the head of brand, head of social media, brand marketers, and legal. And I would say the the most interesting thing that happened was we got on a call and for those of you that haven't kind of been part of like marketing briefs or creative brainstorms, this is basically what happened. We get on the call and I asked the team, okay, we're doing this deal. Um, what would make this a massive win for you all? If, if it's a week in the future and you're like, that partnership with Alex, this crazy thing we tried was a no-brainer, what would that look like? And what they basically said to me was, there are three things that if we get any of these things, we've knocked the cover off the ball. We've gone viral on social media. You've been spotted on live national television or a journalist, especially of like a marketing news org has written about HubSpot being an innovator in marketing and trying this crazy guerrilla tactic. And so I spent a bunch of time brainstorming with the team and on my own. And where we landed was an idea that, again, if you're listening to this episode today, you're going to potentially see at the game, whether you're there or on TV, Monday night on January 8th. The idea that I came up with, basically what I was trying to think about for myself is like, I, I like, whenever I'm brainstorming, I like creating constraints. So the constraints in my mind were, it has to be an idea that doesn't get us kicked out of the stadium. It has to be an idea that like hasn't been done before because it won't be interesting or innovative enough to get people's attention. But there, we can draw inspiration from successful marketing campaigns in the past. So like a successful marketing campaign that I've thought about in stadiums in the past is there was a scary movie, I want to say last year that came out called Smile. And I don't know if you remember this, but there were a bunch of people who attended different sporting events and they knew exactly where the cameras were pointed and they would get in camera and they would have this scary like fake smile and just stare right at the camera. And it became this whole news story about all these random people that were staring with this maniacal smile at like a dozen different sporting events. And it was all a guerrilla marketing tactic for smile. And so I thought like, what was the emotion that was evoked there? The emotion that was evoked was like confusion and kind of like discomfort. And so I thought that was maybe an interesting place to start. But where I ended up finding kind of an interesting idea is I thought to myself, okay, what's going to be different about us? Well, the only thing that I knew HubSpot was going to want to do with our group was they were going to want us to wear orange. They wanted us to wear orange and each of us would have a different letter on our shirt. All of us would spell out HubSpot because there's going to be eight of us and there's seven letters in HubSpot. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Basically, if this is a stadium of 75,000 people, you're going to have a ton of people in purple for Washington. You're going to have a ton of people 
in maize and blue for Michigan, but you're not going to have any people that are in orange. We're going to be the eight people in the stadium that are in orange. And so I thought to myself, what are other applications of a few different looking people and a search for them? And I thought of Where's Waldo? And I was like, what if we recreate Where's Waldo in a football stadium for the first time at a live sporting event where people at the stadium or people at home have an incentive to find us because if they find us, then they win something. And so this also was the the idea of bridging things from like appearing on TV, but also blowing up social media. And so what we came up with is this campaign that we're calling Hub Spotted, where if anyone who is watching the college football playoff, like if you now here's a reason for you to watch the game if you weren't planning on it. If you spot any of us in orange on TV or at the game, if you take a picture of us and you post it on social media tagging HubSpot and then using the hashtag HubSpotted, you will win $50 if you're one of the first 50 people to do it. And then we're going to select one person who will win $500 for doing it. And the whole idea is, I think for the first time ever, we're going to turn a live sporting event into a game of Where's Waldo? And so, you know, this actually goes back. One thing I just want to share is, I think ultimately the reason HubSpot decided to do this and the reason I thought a brand could want to do this is I've talked a lot about this idea of the hub and spoke model for acquiring customers or getting in front of people. And basically what hubs are is hubs are channels that give you access to spokes and spokes are a lot of potentially the right customers. And I think a a sports stadium or a live sporting event is the perfect example of a hub, which is it's a singular place that has access to millions of people. You have access to the tens of thousands that are in the stadium and then the tens of millions that are watching the game that's happening in the stadium. And so I think this is a perfect application of the hub and spoke model. So where we are now is we're two days out from the game. We, I got uh, pictures of the orange t-shirts that we're going to be wearing. I've announced the HubSpotted campaign, the Where's Waldo campaign on social, and there's a lot of excitement around it. And we're leaving for Houston. It's Saturday right now. We're leaving for Houston on Sunday. So when you hear this episode, we're going to already be in Houston. And basically, I'm live updating what's happening with this campaign online. And that's the the final thing I'll finish with in kind of this entire story so far is whether or not, like the whole th- way I've been thinking about this is whether or not we go viral, whether or not we appear on national TV, whether or not we get a journalist to write up a story about us, I want this campaign to be a win for HubSpot in terms of getting so much buzz and impressions that even if none of those things happen, like their ultimate goals, it still will be a success. And the way I think about it is kind of how I think about building a company where One of the best ways to build a company is to create momentum around your company. And one of the best ways to create momentum around your company is to create content around your company so people feel like they are along for the ride, for the journey, where they feel like they're a part of this ever-unfolding story. And that's kind of how I'm treating this whole experience right now is since the first tweet that went out, I've been constantly updating people on how this partnership with HubSpot is unfolding, how the marketing campaign and the ideas around the campaign are unfolding. I even put out a tweet asking people to suggest their ideas for going viral at the game. And so I think this is just a great example of momentum is one of the most important things in building a business or in kind of any sort of professional campaign or endeavor. And one of the greatest ways to create momentum 
is to create a lot of content around it that lets the story unfold. And the final piece to that is the best momentum and the best content is created not just from putting content in the world, but from having a great story. And I think this is a perfect example of people are engaging with this and they're following this closely because at its core, it is an amazing story. And so that's where we are right now. Again, I have no idea as of recording this episode whether any of HubSpot's three requests are going to happen. Virality, on live TV or covered by a journalist. But what I can tell you is we are going to try our hardest to make it happen. Make sure to check out the game and see if you spot the orange Smurf looking group on the TV and you can win some money if you join the campaign. But this has just been an absolutely insane story so far. Some really valuable learnings along the way. And I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see where the story goes next. Thanks so much for listening to Founders Journal and I'll catch you next time. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.